Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And today I am pleased as punch to bring you one of our community members, Sharon Blue. She is the founder of Blue Empress Tarot. It, where she combines her counseling work with her intuitive work. And Sharon has been in our community for a little while now, and it's so great to see what she's learning and growing and how she's sharing and just bringing her own sort of spin on intuition and magic to the world around her. So I'm really excited to have her come and chat with you and maybe inspire you to incorporate magic into whatever your everyday thing is that you are doing. So sit back, listen in and enjoy this episode. Hi, Sharon. Hi. How are you on this time change day? Um, We are good. The two little kids did not notice it at all. (laughs) We're up at normal time. (laughs) You know, my kids, they didn't notice it, but it messed me up because like I, so, okay tangent about Sarah's life. And then we will talk about Sharon's life, (laughs) but we like Sundays for me are like a weekday. So because I also homeschool, I usually work weekends. I think people think I work weekends. I don't don't know why. Maybe people probably actually nobody even thinks about that. But the reason that I work weekends is because with kids home all the time, it's no like, well, pre COVID everything's less busy on weekdays you know, like in the summer, the beaches, and the, the hiking, like everything, museums, everything's just less busy on weekdays. So I like, I prefer to work weekends because we don't go places on weekends anyway, because of that. So, um, so Sunday for us, we're recording on a Sunday, we would normally do like some of our homeschool stuff this morning. Cause this is like a weekday for us and whatever. And the time change, I had like that hour less to get to where, you know, I needed to be and just messed me up. They're fine. But I'm like, oh my gosh, nothing got done today, but it's really fine and not a big deal at all. It just stressed me out because I kept seeing the clock ticking and I was like, no, hopefully the clock was set correctly. (laughs) Yeah. I kept, I was leaving to come to the office work and my husband was like, it's only like whatever time it was. And I was like, no, we didn't change it yet. It's an hour ahead of that. He's like, oh yeah, I guess you're leaving. It's like, yes, yes. Yeah. Time change day. That's like real witchcraft, just messing with everybody's mind. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So my tangent's over. Tell me about you. Tell me like the, the regular life stuff. Who are you? What do we need to know about you? Where do you live? All that stuff. <laughs> um, I am Sharon. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. So like the middle of the country and I have two kids uh, five and two, two boys. So my house is full of boys. Even my cat's a boy. So like <laughs> odd man out. Um, and I was a school counselor for many years. That's what my background is in. I worked with a really high needs population here in St. Louis and I loved every minute of it and then became a stay at home mom. So I could stay home with our two kiddos because daycare is expensive. Yes, it is. <laughs> And educators do not make very much. <laughs> For real. For reals. 
Um, and I mean, I've been reading tarot for forever. I got my first deck when I was in high school and then had like a brief witchy hiatus <laughs> during college and early kid life. Um, and then came back to it about four and a half years ago. And I, it just became part of my life. It was what I was doing consistently and with COVID and <laughs> maybe stay at home mom and realizing that I needed something else. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I can help people with tarot and combine all of my counseling skills and put them all together so we can see where you are, where you need to be. And then I can give you some tools to help you along that path. And Blue Empress Tarot was born. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting how that happens. I uh, found myself self-employed when I was seven months pregnant and I um, was my, I went, had gone to school to be a teacher. So I have, you know, my master's in education sort of my teacher or whatever. And I had been working for a small business though. And when I got laid off, I was like, well, I'm gonna have a baby in two months. I can't go get a teaching job because it won't even cover daycare. So like that's off the table. <laughs> like, Cause I hadn't been in the school system, which would put me like back at the beginning of the pay rate. I was yeah. like, that's not yeah. gonna, like, that's not gonna work. So what am I gonna do? And it's so, um, it's so cool that tarot has become your like, well, maybe this is what I'm going to do. Yes. I love it. I mean, I was doing tarot readings for free for everybody (laughs) (laughs) Um, across the globe too. Uh, I have clients in the UK that I was doing readings for um, and like Oregon and Florida and everywhere. And I was just doing them for free and they were like, you should start charging for this. Yeah, for real. I should start charging for this. Yes. Okay. So I have so many questions. Yeah. I don't know which way to start. I want to start by asking you what, so when you sort of started reading tarot and you were like, um, well, maybe I'm going to charge for this and also, okay. Nope. My questions are becoming sidelined when you said that you started, you kind of picked up your tarot deck again, four and a half years ago, your oldest kid is five. So we're, when you started reading tarot or like this, like witchy stuff again in your life, was there anybody in your life who was like, what are you doing? And, um, you didn't mention this yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is all new. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone. So St. Louis is a very, um, unique town. We have Catholic churches and Catholic schools on basically every corner. <laughs> so I went to like a daycare run by Carmelite nuns and Catholic school from K through 12. (laughs) And my whole family is very, very Catholic. And so I think I was always different. So they always knew I was different and weird. Um, (laughs) So it was just kind of a thing that they didn't really want to discuss where, you know, (laughs) I got a tarot deck for Christmas and they're like, what'd you get for Christmas? I'm like, oh, I got a tarot deck. Okay, cool. What else did you get? So for the past four and a half years that I've been doing it, they just kind of don't really want to talk about it. But my friends were like, oh, well, can I just have a reading? (laughs) So my friends were very much, I want a reading, I want a reading. And I was doing like basically working their New Year's Eve parties every year (laughs) with a (laughs) lot of people down the hallway waiting to get readings every year. So I was, you know, the, the group gypsy, <laughs> but my family was very much, we don't want to talk about it. Don't bring that here. <laughs> yeah. 
it doesn't exist. This part of your life doesn't exist. We will just pretend. Yeah. It My mother-in-law is Catholic and she still doesn't like acknowledge that I have a job that like is what it is. I was like, you, you know, your son doesn't work, right? Like he's a stay at home. You're aware of that. You, <laughs> what do you think he does all day? What do you think I do all day? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she's never like, oh, you know, anytime we do something or like um, go on a trip or something and she'll, she'll make a comment about paying for it. She'll be like, well, you're going to tell my, my husband, she'll be like, you're going to have to work more to pay for that or something. And I'm just like in the background, you know, like, like um, not yelling, but yelling with my like whisper voice. He doesn't work. <laughs> like, why, when are we going to acknowledge this people? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. My sister-in-law reminded me a couple of weeks ago. She was like, oh, that's right. You don't work because <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom. I was like, yeah, I just, you know, run a business and take care of my kids and run the household. You're right. I don't work. <laughs> I think it's fine. No one pays me for anything. <laughs> I just make money with my witch skills last month. <laughs> exactly. Intuition is fine. Just ignore it. <laughs> never happened <laughs> that's what you should do you just, we could like just tell people that when they're like well, how did you do this it'd be like i don't know i'm a witch yeah magic <laughs> yeah i literally just magicked it <laughs> i took your cynicism and i magicked it into money <laughs> i just tell people that um, parody <laughs> okay so um so when you, so what else, so you're, we know you're a tarot card reader. Um, how else do you make like everyday magic in your life? What does, what does that look like? Like a, just a regular, you know, sort of magical thing that you do every day or like, how do you, how do you incorporate this into part of your life? So one of the things that we hear a lot from people, um, is like, people who feel like they don't have time to do all of the witch things or they feel bad about it because they don't, or like, how do you remember to do it? And Anna and I are always trying to say like, well, it doesn't have to be that hard. I mean, it can just be like literally just the way you think about a situation that you're in can be very powerful. Um, and so you are super busy because you do run a business, you're growing that business, you got kids, um, household take care of. So how do you bring everyday magic into your life? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the trick is just keep it simple and <laughs> make it doable. Like I go and I buy mini candles in bulk <laughs> in every color and we do candle lightings in the morning that are aligned to the, you know, planetary energy of the day. And that's how my son learned all of his planets. Well, most of them. <laughs> so, you know, he knows, you know, I asked him today, what day is today? Sunday. So what planet is it? The sun. Yes. What color candle are we going to use? Yellow. And like, so they'll help me, you know, I call them my little witchlets. Like they will help me charge candles in the morning unless they're in a bad mood and then they can't charge a candle <laughs> for the day or I stage it after they charge it. Um, and, you know, with my, my older son, his like very favorite time of the day is when I'm driving him to school in the morning and it's just me and him and our youngest is usually still sleeping. And so we set our intentions for the day when we're in the car on the way to school. You know, we'll be talking about, well, what do you want this day to look like? How do you want it to go? At the end of the day, how do you want to feel? 
when mommy comes to pick you up, what do you want to tell me that you did today? And so we're, we're setting our little intentions just in the car, having that conversation on the drive to school. Yeah. We always have our little mantra. What's our number one rule? Be kind. Yes, that's right. So we, it's just every day, little everyday things. I love candles. I love lighting candles. <laughs> um, sometimes my son will help me clear the house and bad things go away. Good things can stay. Yeah. Um, love sage. If he's in a bad mood, he'll be like, I think I need some sage. <laughs> we'll get the sage out and he'll just do deep breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so where you live, do you, do you find, has this, it might not have happened to you yet. Maybe it has happened to you. Have you been in a situation where one of your kids has done something or like said something and other people are like looking at you weird and you're like, um, move along children. Yes. A hundred percent. We did a, we were part of a birthday parade and my son currently goes to a Catholic school. He'll be going to public school next year, Um, but he's in like junior kindergarten and we were getting ready for a birthday parade parked next to another family. And my son recognized the other boy in the car. So he was screaming. So of course we rolled down the windows so the kids could talk to each other and he's screaming today is Friday. It's a Venus day. Love. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this dad is like, what is this kid talking about? It happens to us all the time. <laughs> like, I'm just like, like uh, oh, we're learning planets. <laughs> it happens to us with um, plants a lot, which isn't interesting. So I'm not, I'm not super great at growing plants, but I love like identifying plants and like flower essences and herbs and things. And we'll be out at like the playground or something or where there's just other kids or we camp go to campgrounds a lot in the summer, but we go to RV parks. So it's like a lot of um, like, uh, you know, like paved roads and like dirt and stuff, but there'll always be like those kind of weed plants growing, but that aren't actually weeds. Like they're useful weeds. And my kids see them and they like, they like yell and make a stink about it. You know, they'll be like, don't walk on that. Or like, you need to apologize to the dandelion for letting your dog pee on it. And they'll just do these things. And it's, like I'm part proud and part, like, I know I'm turning bright red. Cause I'm just like, don't know what to say. You know, it's just like so many things. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, I shouldn't feel embarrassed because you know, your dog did just pee on that nice dandelion. <laughs> that didn't pee on, but <laughs> so I'm like, little advocates for the earth. That's I have all these emotions, you know, <laughs> you're like part embarrassed, part proud. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'm like embarrassed for being embarrassed. Right. Exactly. You're like, Oh no, just get me out of here. (laughs) Too much emotional overload for the dandelion pee situation. (laughs) It's just a dandelion. It's just a dog peeing. Get me back to my camper. (laughs) My kids do things like that all the time. Yes. Oh goodness. Yes. We're like, uh, we'll talk about the gods to like our very religious family members. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Well, he's into more like constellations. So he'll talk yeah. about we're, yes. we're studying constellations right now with my six-year-old yep. and the different stories, but my six-year-old loves, um, maybe weirdly, maybe not. She loves Bibles. She has a Bible collection. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> we have like a whole shelf of Bibles. She loves them. She loves them from all different like, um, time periods and different, like, um, the textures of the paper, like she collects Bibles. So we read, we do like, I read her well, Bibles, like really 
not super entertaining to read, but I like, I'll tell her like a synopsis of a story, you know, and then we talk about a synopsis from another story, but anyway, yeah. Having kids when you're doing all the magical witch things, little kids is definitely an adventure in and of itself. I feel like it adds to the witchcraft because like, (laughs) like we were talking today today is the day of the sun and I'm thinking okay so what does sun mean so then I go ahead and relate it to like the sun card and tarot and I'm like it relates to childhood joy so I'm like here you have childhood joy charge my candle so I can have childhood joy (laughs) so it's like that you see things in through different eyes and I, I that's kind of what magic is is being able to see the magic in the mundane so yeah so when you started reading um, tarot for people, I'm going to, let's just randomly turn this conversation in another direction, <laughs> like no nuance whatsoever. Um, <laughs> when you started reading tarot and you had been reading it for friends uh, and then you started charging, what was that? What was that like? Because I find that I'm sure somebody, we have a lot of tarot readers in our community. So what was it like um, being the person who was previously just reading for friends, like just to do it. Plus you do have that counseling background. So like you want to help people obviously. And then the resistance that can come with charging people for things like tarot readings or asking for money or having the confidence in yourself to do it. Uh, and so you want to talk a little bit about how you've taken your, this everyday magic, your love for tarot, and then kind of mustered up the like will to do something with this um, you know, that supports your family and also helps other people along the way. So what did that look like switching from just like tarot as a hobby to making it part of your livelihood? Yeah. Um, honestly, it started with the sisters enchanted tarot throwdown. (laughs) So yes, I mean, I had been doing it for so long and I had my view of it, but I had never actually studied tarot. I mean, I, I think I, you know, read the different guidebooks and understood the basic meanings of the cards, but then I had developed my own kind of personal relationship with them. So when I was reading for other people, I was using my intuition a lot, but I didn't really know what to call it <laughs> to say it works. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, if I'm going to start charging for this, I should probably have some credentials behind me at some point besides my master's in counseling. So <laughs> I saw like that's not enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I saw Sisters Enchanted Tarot Throwdown and I was like, well, this will be great. Like maybe there's something I'm missing. Let me learn the basics and, and get back to the, the learning aspect and took Tarot Throwdown and, and then got Tarot Journey and started learning more. And that really built my confidence to be able to say, this is something I am good at. This is something where I can see things that other people might not be able to see. And I can help people identify their blocks and then find a way through them by helping them to set goals and become kind of accountable for the things in their life that they're refusing to mm-hmm. deal with. Because I, I mean, what is counseling if not shadow work? Yes. So my entire life has been about shadow work. <laughs> I just didn't know that it was shadow work. <laughs> no, I think and it's such a good... Um like thing to marry with tarot reading, because so often I find, and, um, like years ago when I was doing tarot readings for, um, like, you know, as a service, and then Anna even was still doing them like in 2019, I think she was doing them still. And 
there are just like a fair amount of people who come to a tarot reading, like for an answer, you know, they're just like, just tell me what's going to happen. <laughs> like, am yeah. I, or am I not going to get the job? Am right. I, or like, is he, or is he not cheating on me? That's a question that people love to ask. Always. But I think that it's so important um, that right now and that people like you are like, no, that's not like, this is a, it's a tool to help with growth and to get to where you want to go and to stay in the course. And Mm -hmm. if you're a person who has struggled with staying the course in the past, yeah, that's a tool to help with that. Um, and so, uh, just making it this more accessible thing that's actually helpful. Yes, for sure. Exactly. I want, I feel like, um, there are so many people that go into tarot readings and it's kind of like, you know, when you go to a casino and you have like your 20 bucks and you're just, planning to spend your 20 bucks and then walk out of the casino and you're, you're done. You have nothing to show for it, but you had a good time. Yeah. And my view on tarot is more, I want you to walk away with something. I want you to walk away with a plan. I want you to walk away with newfound confidence. I want you to walk away knowing what your strengths are and how to use them. So it's like, I want you to leave this session with something becoming a better version of yourself slowly, but surely. And let me help you along that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like whenever we pull out our cards and I do this myself too, sometimes when I'm just like, I know the answer, but like actually taking the steps towards doing the thing feels hard or like scary. or I'm going to let someone down or it's just, you know, it's one of those things you really got to muster up the courage to do. Then I'll start pulling cards. I'll be like, tell me what to do. Then it's always you know, some like doom and gloom thing or like, <laughs> like you already know, but whenever it's that, ki- whenever you're asking questions, like with that kind of energy, then that's like, you know, that you definitely know the answer, you know, like asking, is my partner cheating on me? Like, you know, the answer, yeah. <laughs> if you're asking, you probably know the answer. Yeah. And I love how my cards get so sassy too. Yeah. <laughs> they make me laugh. I'm like, really, really? Okay. <laughs> I know that's fine. When I know that something like when I deep down know that I'm just like somebody else tell me a different way or like figure out how to do it for me. And I pull cards and it's like three of swords, tower, death. <laughs> like stop asking us. Yep. <laughs> the answer is within you. Yeah. I'll just do the hard thing, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Let's do it. Um, so what other so you said that you work with candles and astrology and uh, talking about the different planetary days and tarot, of course, um, and you and you bring your your little ones into these practices. When you are working on, do you do any work with, um, or how do you how do you incorporate like magical intention setting? So you said you do it when you, you talk to your kid when you bring into school, uh, and of course with the candles every day. But is there ever a time where you're like, oh, I, I said this intention and then I kind of forgot about it or like um, I forgot I did this thing or I was going to do this thing. Or when you set an intention, you're like, that is not the right intention. Um, how does that work for you? Has anything like that ever happened? We were like, um, this did not go as planned. I'm the worst witch ever. <laughs> well, so I actually use your uh, moon journal. And so I've been doing my lunar intention setting since like August. (laughs) And it's been really helpful because not I'm finding that as I am writing every night based on where we are with the moon and with my intention, I'm also able to track kind of my energy for the day. And so I have learned when my energy is lower versus when my energy is higher, 
which does not always match up to the lunar energy. <laughs> but I found that really doing that journal every single night keeps me focused on my intention where, you know, if there were days when life got crazy and I didn't get to bed till midnight and I'm like, I don't have time to write this tonight. You know, and that would happen a couple of days. I'd get back to it and it's like, Ooh, Oh yes. I really have not been focusing on my intention. And this is why things are not going so well in my favor. <laughs> Let me refocus. My yeah. intention last moon cycle was actually focused. <laughs> Let me focus on focus. <laughs> yeah. I love when my intentions will be like declutter or simplify, but then like I make this complicated sim- like system to declutter or simplify. I'm just like, that's right. not. Yes. Yeah. I think right. full is best. Like if your intention is an entire page long and the longest run on sentence possible, <laughs> you simplify. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. I definitely struggle with that because I'm like, oh, let me put in all of the conditions of like no harm to others and in the interest of my highest good and all that stuff. It's like, no, really what I need, like if I want this thing in three months that I need to backtrack and figure out what it is I need right now (laughs) to just get through the next four weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we like people way overcomplicate things. We were, um, just in holistic witchery, we were doing wrapping up our unit. And I was talking the other day about, um, like when your intentions aren't the way you want it or something. And, And someone asked in the comments about, um, saying like for my highest good, or like, does that help to add that? And I'm like, well, yeah, if that, if that feels like it helps you, but I mean, if you're setting an intention, like it would be my hope that you're setting it for your highest good (laughs) anyway, you know, um, and that you are aiming to harm none. So whether or not you like physically write those words, I mean, that should just be like your intention. If your intention is focus or to simplify or declutter, um, you know, I would hope that with that just comes with for your highest good and uh, like not harming other people along the way. But I think that for sure, we totally overcomplicate all, all sorts of like the intentions that making it this like long essay of an intention. And that's really hard to hold, particularly in a moment when you're trying to remember all the bits and pieces, you right. know, you have like one or two words or like three max, like a statement, you know, and you can just like, this is my, my intention. This is what I'm focusing on. Does this is what I'm about to do. The choice I'm about to make. Is it in alignment with this intention? <laughs> yes <Yeah>. or no. <laughs> well, and I think one of the things that the sisters in China does, that's so amazing is also like adding in that element of not only is the intention aligned with what you want, but is the intention aligned with who you are authentically? Mm. Because I think magic is you. Like you are the magic. And so if you are not being your authentic self, then the magic is not going to be aligned with, you know, who you are and what you are trying to achieve. So you have to make sure that your intention is not something that you think other people want for you or you're doing it because you think this is what you're supposed to do. It needs to be what you authentically want and come from that very true. And you got to check yourself on that. Cause so often we want something because somebody else dictates it or just society will be like, um, like you should have this million dollar thing or like this fancy, whatever, or like you should be a certain way, feel a certain way, act a certain way. But if it's not who you are, 
it's not helpful. It's just going to, even if you get that thing, you know, you're going to find yourself in a pit of despair. because It's not what you wanted. Exactly. exactly. And that's one of the things I love about tarot too, because you know, if you're trying, if you're wanting to make a decision and you're finding it difficult to determine whether you want it for authentic reasons or you want it for non-authentic reasons, you can pull some cards and the cards will be real quick to tell you yeah. if this is, if this is coming from within you and it's something you actually want, or if you know, you're seven of cupping and <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Anna and I had some photos taken, um, on Friday and our, the, the woman doing it, she's actually a community member here. She's in holistic witchery and like classes and whatnot, but, and she, um, she knows Anna from uh, high school, actually. They, I don't think they were like friends, but they, maybe they were like acquaintances. And anyway, that's not part of the story, but she was taking the pictures and we were trying to show her some like images of, they're taped up on our, our wall over here. We were trying to show her images of these people, like what our idea was. We were like, like classy, but like not classy because like, how do you <laughs> like, like, like those people, but like less classy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that idea of authenticity, you know, because like, I see these images of people and they're like heels with their big, perfect bag and like, um, their soft, you know, like gla- glare or whatever. And like, that looks amazing there, but like, that's totally not like that. That would never be me. You know, like I just, that wouldn't, I'd be, that's just, I would never actually roll up looking that way unless somebody like styled me to look that way. And, um, so we're like this like not that (laughs) and that's totally the idea of authenticity you know so if somebody says like you know manifest luxury well what does luxury look like for you does that look like you know a suite at the four seasons or does that look like uh I don't know a garden in your backyard and it feels so luxurious to have that like what does that look like for you because it's not the same and if your intentions aren't authentic to you you will always be feeling like you don't have what you want. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's okay to be like not classy, classy. That's fine. Yes, for sure. Real is perfect. <laughs> Real is the best way to go. Be not classy, classy. <laughs> classy. All right. Speaking of not classy, classy, I'm going to ask you, let's play a game of this or that. So I'll give you two things you got to pick. Okay. And we'll start with the most not classy, classy option. You ready? Yes. Tacos or pizza? <laughs> I'm Italian, so I have to say pizza. <laughs> I'll get excommunicated. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your, your life and my life, like, I think it would be so fun to hang out because my husband's, well, he's actually, we found out, this is another story. We found out he's not really that much Italian, but because his grandma was adopted, but, or no, his mom was adopted, but he didn't, he never knew it growing up. And his grandma is very Italian. So like he was raised like thinking he was super Italian. Yes. You would think he was Italian. Like if you looked at him and he'd wait talks, you'd probably be like, oh yeah, you definitely have like Italian in your family. And he's Catholic, but like turns out he's actually not genetically <laughs> Italian at all. <laughs> so that's random, sorry. But that would be interesting for us to, to hang out because I have zero Italian in me. And but I also love pizza. So we have that going for us. Okay. That was our not classy, not classy question. Pizza or tacos. Next one, new moon or full moon? Uh, as much as I love sleep, I think I have to say full moon because I just get so much done. 
Yeah. I love, I love me a full moon. I love charging all my cards. (laughs) Get them out. All right. Next tea or coffee? Coffee all day, every day. Yeah. Same, same Z's. Coffee in the morning. Don't talk to me. (laughs) All right. Um, well, I think I know the answer to this one. Crystals or cards? Cards. Yeah. Are you a morning person or a night person? Night person. Hence the coffee. (laughs) Are you a, would you rather visit the beach or the forest? The forest. Cause I burn. <laughs> I burn in the sun. I need the shade. <laughs> you know what, Jeremiah? I started doing, I wised up to this a few years ago. We go out in the sun in the morning and in the afternoon. And then between the hours of like 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., and this works when you have little kids too. That's when we just like hunker down, we have lunch, like relax in the, you know, like inside or whatever. So if we go to the beach, I go to the beach at like eight in the morning, or we go to the beach at like three in the afternoon. And then it's not directly overhead. And I, who've had sun poisoning three times in my life due to fair skin, um, have not had a sunburn in years. Ooh. I just avoid the sun in the central time of the day when everybody else is <laughs> a vampire. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I like that. Great tip. I just live like a vampire and you won't get sunburned. <laughs> um, books or movies? Books. Last one, would you rather dance or like meditate or whatever your version of meditation is? Oh, probably dance. We have dance parties in the kitchen all the time to 80s music. Yeah. That's what I do with my kids. I feel like dance is my form of meditation or like, right? Exactly. Like Like, hiking, dancing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That does it for me. All right. Well, the last thing I'm going to ask you before I cut you loose is anybody who is listening to this, who is like, well, how can I, what can I do today to make my life more magical or just, just a hot tip for anybody who's like, I want to make my life more magical. Like Sharon's, <laughs> what is a, <laughs> what, what's one thing you would recommend or suggest or like a food for thought thing or something? The last, I think I would just have to kind of relate it back to that. Be authentically you. Like find what works for you. If you're not a fire person, then don't light candles. <laughs> if you're not a water person, then don't take baths. <laughs> you know, like find the thing that works for you and the thing that makes you feel like, ah, oh, this is, this is right. This feels right. And then do that thing. And so, you know, it's all about you becoming the best version of you possible. And part of that is learning who you are and learning what makes you happy and then just sprinkling some magic on top of that. Yes. I love it. So good. And tarot combined with counseling can help with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Sharon, you are, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, a blue empress tarot, and we'll put all of your links and whatnot in the notes to this episode, but you can be found at blueempresstarot.com. On Facebook, Blue Empress Tarot LLC. On Instagram, Blue Empress Tarot. I know that you are on Clubhouse. Also, I don't know if you're still doing that. Um, <laughs> that new new trend, which I I don't I'm yet to like <laughs> participate. I know it's hard to get in there, but we do rooms every Saturday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Coffee cards and careers, and we do polls for people wanting to make business decisions. So get into clubhouse y'all maybe one of these days I'll 
use mine. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like overwhelming, but that's neither here nor there. All right. So you can find again, Sharon, she's in our communities, lots of them and a blue empress tarot. Um, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. I'll see you around. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. It was so great to bring one of our community members, Sharon Blue, to you to talk about uh, magic in a different way and how it can look really simple no matter what stage you are at in life and how things like tarot can be a, an amazing tool for development, not just for asking like immediate need to know questions. And Sharon's doing a great job of bringing that to the world. And again, you can find her at blueempresstarot.com or check out all the links in the show notes. And if you are interested in bringing some more magic to your life, be sure to join us in Holistic Witchery because it's open for enrollment and we've made some really awesome changes to it. There's some great bonuses and you'll want to make sure that you get registered and you can join in community with like-minded people such as Sharon. And you can find that link in the show notes as well, or head over to the sistersenchanted.com forward slash holistic witchery, where you'll find all of the information. So uh, until next time, my friends, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.